This episode is sponsored by Free Market Kids. Join the league of families who are transforming family time into unforgettable Bitcoin learning experiences. With our Hoddle Up Bitcoin mining board game, you're not just playing. You're building bridges, creating memories, and unlocking the brilliance of the future one block at a time. Whether you are a creative or just running a business, in any capacity, if you are not taking advantage of the AI tools that are out there, you're really behind the times. So I, the essence of the article is that, is they are trying to continue to censor and the, the AI Bill of Rights isn't really protecting you from AI. I just want to caution parents who are just as passionate as you are, especially probably Bitcoin dads in general, to just be very, very aware of creating emotional triggers that actually turn your kids away from what you want them to pay attention to. Free speech is not contingent on someone being correct because at the heart of the matter is who gets to decide. Hey everybody, welcome to Bitcoin Homeschoolers. Today's podcast, we're taking a little bit of a different format. Scott and I have had some discussions about how to proceed in 2024 to best serve our listeners. So we'll start by just sharing a little bit of our discussion with you, and then we'll launch into our, a topic that we are very, very passionate about most recently because of the development in the AI industry and the fact that it suddenly looks like it is absolutely everywhere and the lawmakers are not happy and the big techs are not happy. So we're going to launch into that a little bit and uh, talk from both a men's point of view and a woman's point of view. So welcome. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Bitcoin Homeschoolers. Scott, and I'm going to start today's podcast a little bit differently. We were having just a slight disagreement before we started this episode in how we should approach our podcast episodes going forward in 2024. want to make sure that we're bringing the most useful information to people who would like to hear it. And we were discussing who we're directly talking to, actually. Who are we, who are we trying to talk to? So I don't think the word is to talk to. And let me just back up. First of all, when a couple is not in agreement, it is, it's, a, it's a feature, not a bug of the relationship because you're, you're working things out. Right. So we were just working things out. I don't look at this as like we're talking to people. I'm looking at this as we we are trying to figure out how we take our experience and our knowledge and basically give back to people who might want to take similar steps. And maybe they can learn from us and avoid some of the pain or maybe they can pick up a couple of good things that we wish we had known previously so yeah, really we're trying to figure out how to add the most value right to our listeners right and because we're early on we're still figuring it out how we do that so the the question of who is bitcoin homeschoolers for there there are a couple different points first point that i think we should we should talk on is you don't have to actually be a homeschooler to homeschool. And what I mean by that is, let's say you're a single parent or you maybe you're a couple and you're both working. This is still for you. This is, this is something, these are the things we're going to talk about are things that you can work on with your kids at nights. You can work on the weekends. If you are fortunate enough 
that you can actually survive on an income and have one of the parents stay in homeschool, that's fantastic. But I think the first thing we should address is this is not for people who are only 100% time homeschooled. We call it that, but we're meant, it's meant to be much more inclusive of parents, parents in general. Even yes, so really just we're trying to talk to Bitcoin parents who have the intention to home educate their kids, whether they're full-time homeschoolers or not. The most important piece of this is just that the parents get involved and not delegate fully your children's education to whatever institution they happen to be in, whether it's public or private or even uh, those charter schools. So we want to just hear from our listeners as well. Give us feedback. Let us know what is helpful, what is not helpful, what topics you would like to discuss going forward, what questions you have. We just welcome some feedback and comments. How should they reach us, Scott? <laughs> <laughs> this is like a newscast. Over to you, Tolly. Well, how should they reach us? <laughs> any, way, any way you want. We could. We have all the, the contacts in there. You can do Noster. You can do Twitter. You can do. You can go to the website and email us. You can go to Twitter. Like whatever it is. I don't. That's. I, I really don't care how you reach out. Well, I, I in the know. show notes, in the show notes, they have uh, several different options. But yeah, so we're looking for feedback. We just want to be as helpful as possible because we have so many things we want to share but we we should be slightly strategic so anyway so we had this discussion we thought we should bring it to you our listeners attention well there's more to it yeah so let's talk let's talk on ages yeah let's talk on ages all right well, all right well so i I'm looking at this as if a lot of the people that we've met at conferences and we've met at in meetups and we've just talked to in general, and a lot of them are really early on. Maybe they don't even have kids yet or their kids are super young. However, a lot of the things like today's subject actually is AI because we're doing a series on, on AI. If you, if you have a one-year-old or two-year-old, that's probably not the, the most important thing to you right now is figuring out how to work that into the curriculum. So in terms of the age of the kids that the content we're talking about, it should be middle school and above. Like that's, if you had now, if you have someone who's, you have a kid who's not that old yet, you still, you can still gain from this because there is a part of this where you have to teach yourself first and this could be something that you say, okay, I'm going to work this into my home homeschool curriculum. I want to teach about AI. Even if my kids aren't ready for it now, there are things I can do as a parent to prepare myself. I can learn things. I can try for myself. I can do, I can do research, right? Um, however, purely in the context of how we are talking to one another, the it's as if we had someone who was at least... 13 years of age or older in the family and you could then start to direct some of this stuff pretty much immediately and work it into your curriculum. You agree with that? I do. I think if your kids are much younger than that, one of the, one of the lessons that I learned 
homeschooling our kids was a lot of what I taught weren't direct lessons. A lot of what the kids learned from me and you were just through observation. And so if you considered yourself part of this home education process, not just as a teacher, but as a student, even as you learn things for yourself, your kids are going to benefit by observing you, even if they're too young for you to directly tell them, hey, sit here and let me show you this AI thing. So the value is really twofold. It's not only the fact that we need to teach our kids, but we need to really stay ahead of the game and teach ourselves. So that's part of the discussion as well. It's something to keep in mind. Yeah, I mean, there's a bigger there's a bigger theme there, and that is you can't, if you look at the, the public school system and how the curriculum is set up, and you compare that to today's world, you, you really would have to question whether the things that a lot of people are, including us, having gone through public school, a lot of people go through and study really doesn't help them in preparing them for adulthood. So then, then sort of what's the point, right, of, of that? Now, if someone has an interest in it, then, then great. But you also leave out other things that you would probably benefit from. So if you, I don't know, I'm trying to think of what's the, you know, what some of the subjects are. But, I mean, if you, if you have chemistry in high school and you say that's mandatory and you intend to go into something with the arts or otherwise – that doesn't really help you. However, I can't think of anyone today that if you if they're a teenager that would not benefit from learning about AI. So AI is a subject, absolutely, which is today's topic, that's why I pick it, absolutely something that is worthwhile to put into the curriculum. Money and money history, obviously that's we're we're Bitcoin homeschoolers, so that should be in there. That's not taught in traditional. So to me that's that's part of what we're talking about too is you 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 get the opportunity to decide as a parent am i going to include this or not and if i am going to include it what am i going to learn about it like should i learn first about it which i think is where you were going right you you decide yes because i think our kids are going to be exposed to ai regardless of whether or not we teach it to them it's out there. They're probably already using it without knowing they're using it. The thing about the institutions, whether your kids are in public or private school, is I think, at least as far as I know, there's a lot of focus on, you know, don't let the kids take the shortcut. Don't let the kids, you know, plagiarize, etc. And so they really want to heavily control whether or not the kids are exposed to AI for the purpose of academic studies. And I was just having a conversation with our daughter the other day. She's in college, and on her college campus, the use of AI is strictly forbidden. The students would get a visit from from uh, the faculty if there if there was any any chance they were using AI to help them with their papers or research or anything like that. But that's really backwards, and that kind of goes back to why we decided to homeschool in the first place. Schools don't reflect real life because in any profession now if you are a professional whether you are a creative 
or just running a business in any capacity if you are not taking advantage of the ai tools that are out there you're really behind the times and we're keeping a generation of kids back so that they don't plagiarize and they don't take shortcuts in their learning and i i feel like that's really backwards and so it's up to the parents to step forward and say hey it is a tool it is advanced and it does it doesn't just have the um it doesn't just have the capability of allowing you to cheat, which is what people, a lot of people focus on in terms of AI in the schools, but it also gives you tremendous speed and the ability to create that you never had before. And why would we want to keep the kids away from that? Right. Which was, right. Okay. Let me just, let me, let me, let me back up. So there, if, if I could wrap up the subject before that though, you and I having a discussion of where this podcast is best suited to help people. There was one last point that I wanted to get on the table before we go further with the AI. Okay. And that is we, we can add value to, to other people, but <clears throat> there are, there are certain people who are going to want to listen to the Bitcoin dad's point of view. And there are people who, are going to be better to hear from a Bitcoin mom's point of view. So as we go into this AI discussion today, let's, I think we should test that out and, and make sure that each, that you, you give them Bitcoin mom's point of view. I give the Bitcoin dad's point of view on, and we just make sure that that's part of <clears throat> every time we bring up a topic that we say, Hey, this is something we recommend that you put in your curriculum. We add that in there. So. Maybe we don't even call it a curriculum. Maybe we just call it a project that you have fun with. Sure. Cur I don't know. Curriculum I mean, sounds so formal. standardized. Yeah. Okay. So I, I want to get that. I didn't, I didn't want to lose that point. I thought that was an important part of our discussion earlier, and I just wanted to close it out. Now, going back to, <clears throat> to AI, there, you, you don't just give a, uh, a person who's never handled a, a firearm before. You don't just give it to them and then let them go learn. You want to be there to tell them like what's safe, what's not safe. How do you use it correctly? And, and I go to that kind of extreme just to say anything, it could be a kitchen knife. It could be the internet. I mean, you can go on the internet and find really bad things that can hurt you. And you can find things that could help teach you. I'm, I'm putting AI in that same bucket where I agree with you. We should teach them how to do it. Because where the, the jobs are going to go in the future, and, it, and I don't think it's that distant of the future, if you, let's say you are a manager, you, you're responsible for whatever department, maybe you're an engineer or you're a creative thing, and you have a team of people that you, you have, for the last decade or more, people talk about virtual assistants, and they say, I'm going to outsource the editing of my podcast, or I'm going to outsource the writing of my blog, that type of thing. Where we're going pretty quickly is AI is like this extension. It's like a team. It's almost like a team member, right? And if you have the skills and you know how to use this tool, you are incredibly valuable to any organization, whether it's you're creating video or images or you're doing coding or I, I don't care what it is if ai can help in that 
you learning how to use AI makes you the person who adds the value because you, you're sort of like, instead of like a dog whisperer, you're the AI whisperer. Whereas if you have been a voice and you have been told you can't use it, then you are at a disadvantage because now your skill sets, you just have, you've limited what your skill sets are in this new environment, in the new economy. And I think that really, really does put any, any kid or any, I guess, young person behind the eight ball. So if you use it, it can help you add value. If you don't learn how to use it, you are now a disadvantage to everybody else who does know how to use it. Yeah, and I just want to add um, some of the moms that I've spoken to are voicing concern that AI is basically going to take over all of these jobs. You know, the things that people had to study hard to to achieve, like being a professional copywriter or being a professional artist, for example, mid-journey with the ability to create incredible images so quickly. But if we look at it from the point of view of a tool, AI itself is not intelligence. It will never replace a human's brain. So if, and it's not like a, uh, it's not like a genie in the bottle kind of thing where you just pose a question and all of these assumptions are all calculated and then they just spit out the best answer. You really need to learn how to interact with AI strategically so that you can get the best output. It is still just an output machine. You need to put in the right input. And so there's us. I don't know if that's going to be picked up. I don't know. Um, Same. There are specific skill sets in interacting with different AI programs to make your job productive. So it's not just like a switch that you flip on, you go, oh, now I'm using AI and I'm going to be incredible. No, there's a learning curve for the person to use this new tool. So what we want to emphasize is don't be afraid of it. Stay ahead of it and know that the human brain trumps these AI tools. Right. All right. So let me... Let me introduce today's topic. So we're, we're well into this thing. We've now, we've introduced AI again. What we didn't say up front, and maybe I can do this in the intro. I'll do a, a top-level intro. Today's subject is a continuation of our AI series. And the first time we talked about this, we, we talked about a lot of these concepts that were, were repeating some of the themes, I think, on why you want to do it. And in that, that other episode, we also talked about a lot of the FUD around AI. But today, the, the thing that, that I thought would be a good next step in the continuation of learning about AI actually is a connection with, with free speech. And so here's where I'm going with this. So one of the things I do to continue learning I mean, and this is, gets back to what you want to teach your kids to. Like you always want them to keep learning. There are, are several Austrian economic podcasts that are on my are in my library of shows, and I'll listen to those when I'm working out. And it's just it's just it just helps me. I just it's my way of continuing to learn while I'm doing something else. And there was a, um, a podcast. It's it's. Put on. It's called the Audio Mises Wire podcast. In episode uh, twenty one thirty one, 
they essentially are reading this article by a gentleman named Jeremy Powell, who wrote an article on Mises.org. The title of that is Biden's AI Bill Rights May Be Just Another Censorship Plan. And so that's that's the subject. It's it's basically AI and free speech. And there were a few parts of this that I thought we could break down. So the, first of all, I, I, I think we should take like a couple minutes and try to recap that. We'll have the show, we'll have the links to that podcast and the article in the show notes. It's the, the benefit of this particular podcast is the episodes are pretty short, 10 to 20 minutes. You can get like a little bit of dose in and you're, and you're done on a lot of different subjects. So I think we should take, my proposal is we take a few minutes to talk about the essence of what that article is and and we can link that back to understanding AI and, and and then what do we need to learn for ourselves as parents, as citizens about AI, and in this case, its connection with free speech. And then we can get to, okay, well, what kind of things might we want to teach our kids with that? What are some approaches? We can get into the Bitcoin dad, Bitcoin mom point of view discussion on on that. So So with that, I mean, unless you object... You, you are that? I'm good. You're good? Okay, so I, I, I'm definitely not going to read the article. Here's the, the idea is it's, it's like there's, there's disinformation about disinformation. And the theme of the article is that the government has proven, especially recently, that they are willing to weaponize government agencies and even third parties that are paid with government funds in order to censor speech. So if you go and look at COVID, you weren't allowed to say certain things, even if they were based on medical history or, or facts or whatnot. You weren't even allowed to voice an opinion, right? And you can label someone with hate. You can do other things. So a political example is Biden's laptop. So the censorship to, to basically shut down a story that would have impacted that election, now we know the story is true. But here's, here's the point. It doesn't even matter. I mean, it matters. Obviously, it matters. But free speech is not contingent on someone being correct because at the heart of the matter is who gets to decide. That's what I, that's what I take out of it. Who gets to decide? It reminded me, they don't say this in the article, but it, what it reminds me is like 1984 Ministry of Truth. Who gets to decide what is okay to speak? and not speak, right, or say or not say. And you can have a lot of things with this. I mean, if, if Biden can use TikTok to try to get people to think that the economy is in a positive state right now, I mean, just think about the manipulation that's going on. We need more than ever that First Amendment to be able to speak freely without being shut down, without being censored. And... So the, the thing that led to the article was um, when Biden comes out and says we have this AI Bill of Rights, I think that's the title of it, and there, it's an executive order essentially to say we, we want to make sure AI is not discriminating. We want to make sure AI doesn't have things that are hateful or, or have inequalities in it. And then it lists out all these things for safety reasons like that sound really important. The National Institute of Standards and Technologies, 
Okay, well, okay, so that's the person, that's the entity that gets to decide if speech is okay. And then there's the red, they call it red team testing before something could be publicly released. They talked about an AI safety board. And so I, the essence of the article is that, is they are trying to continue to censor and the, the AI Bill of Rights isn't really protecting you from AI. And we covered that last time. Like that is, that's like AI is going to be whatever tool, good or bad, that it is. And the idea that we have to surrender our First Amendment rights and and trust in a, another agency, a government, some other person to tell us what we're allowed to say or not say, like it's not, um, it is not okay. And the reason that I thought this was important to add to our AI discussion is we need to not only understand what the technology of AI, which is usually where the discussion is, largely is, is, is discussing what is the technology. There's a lot of disinformation. There's a lot of FUD. And right now, there is a, a movement that is basically going to continue to take away our rights. And it's I find it deeply, deeply disturbing. And... That's why this particular podcast, the, the one I mentioned from the Audio Mises Wire, this particular article, why I thought it was so important to add this to our AI discussion. So that's the overview. That's the overview of what they cover. So before we go on into like the next section of our, our discussion, Tali, is there anything that I, you think I left out of the essence of what that article is? No, it's just it's very disturbing that the government continues to play Big Brother and think that they should decide on what their citizens should be able to expose to, to be exposed to. I mean, that is basically what China is doing in controlling communication. And it just bugs me so much that there's no trust at all that people can be adults and form their own opinions. Right. They, they want to control the narrative. They, they want to tell you how you think. And if you don't agree with them, they want to shut you down. So this is, this is not, uh, we're not going to talk about Noster today, but I think this is, <laughs> there's another example of it. Like you have the, of the SEC is out there supposed to safeguard us. And they just, they just screwed up the, <laughs> the communication about the, uh, the ETF. So anyway, we can do Noster on a different day. So, I I propose we move into uh, I, we break it in two sections. What do you what should you be learning about it for yourself as a parent, as a citizen, and then we go into the kids' point of view. What we should be doing with the kids, and that's where we could do the the Bitcoin mom, Bitcoin dad thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So, um, I kind of I mean it kind of it's a natural lead in. What if you you need to understand our rights? I this. The, the analogy of putting your, your oxygen mask on before you, you help the person next to you, it's the standard airline safety thing. Make sure you put your oxygen mask on first because if you pass out, you can't help other people, including your kids. So we need to put on our oxygen mask first, and we need to be aware of what's going on. AI is a lot more than just creating cool pictures or videos or writing blog posts and things like that. Yes, it can do all that kind of stuff. We need to understand a little bit about what the technology is. We need 
fundamentally to understand what our rights are. We need to understand the significance of the First Amendment in this case. And what the clowns are trying to do, they are actively trying to take away those rights. They are, the government is involved in, it's been proven. It's, it's come out where they're trying to influence, whether it's Twitter or Google or Facebook. Like it is, it's not a question that there, there's um, a connection there. So I'm not saying you have to go read Atlas Shrugged or 1984 or even Mandibles. However, when, when you hear about the AI Bill of Rights and supposedly it's for your own safety, man, you, you gotta, you gotta get a, um, a refresher in our rights. And that would be my, re that's what I took away from it is, um, understand what our rights are. And then you can get into other things. Chat GPT is, is biased towards the progressive narrative. If anything, if you've ever tried to go there and ask it something that's conservative or right or libertarian, it's clearly already progressive leaning. So, and I mean, AI is a, it's all hallucinations anyways. It's 100% made up. But the, the this idea that somehow it's causing racial discrimination and other inequalities, like, like wrong point. That's not the point. The point is that it is just a technology. It can be an incredibly powerful technology for our future. And yeah, so that's, that's what I took away for ourselves. What, did, what was your point of view in terms of you? Maybe it's what you could do, the mom thing. What is it that you think you should learn for yourself or do on this subject? I kind of want to go into the energy flow a little bit, even though it has nothing to do with AI. <laughs> what I have learned is there's a lot of things going on in the world that are moving really fast. And f for people who are busy, it can feel like you can't ever catch up. And it's just, there are all of these, um, what they call watchdog, watchdog influencers and talk, watchdog influencers talking about the government trying to take away your First Amendment rights and more and more regulations and basically the whole civilians kind of not, what's it called uh, surveillance kind of development in society and it can seem very overwhelming and I don't know about most people but for me I almost get to the point where I feel like where is the hope because everything is happening so fast I can't keep up. And so for the moms out there um, who who uh, feel that way, I want to just say there are also a lot of really wonderful things happening very fast. And in discussing homeschooling, in discussing development in AI, in discussing what's going on in the monetary system and the political landscape, etc., it's important for us to focus on more energy and more time on the good stuff so that we don't get bogged down energetically by the negative things. When we are talking to our kids, they will pick up on those things. And if we get, I'm going to say overly, but obviously that's relative. But if we get overly passionate 
talking about the bad stuff that's going on, it really turns away the kids because they just want to have a carefree childhood. They just want to be able to enjoy funny videos on TikTok without their parents saying, you're being uh, watched by the Chinese government or something. You know, if we get to that point where everything is a conspiracy, it's very difficult for a mom to know what to do. And I just want to call attention to the fact that energy flows where your attention goes. So give your attention to the good stuff. Give your attention to the good stuff that AI is bringing and guide your kids there instead of focusing so much on the negative side of it. That's that's my take mm. from my mom. Yeah, I sound so negative right now. <laughs> I'm talking about this dystopian future, and you're like, yeah, but you can still focus on the good. All right, well, that's a good point. All right, well, let's, let's uh, why don't you just keep going then? So from, again, Bitcoin mom point of view, the, the aspect of is there anything else about because I think you already, you kind of already did this. What else would you would teach the kids? So you're talking positive things. It's a tool for good. Here's how you can use it. Here's, um, I don't know what else. I mean, I don't know. I guess well, what, okay, uh, so what, for the moms out there who are uh, thinking about, you know, preparing your kids for uh, high school, preparing your kids for college, preparing your kids for the job market, et cetera, there's actually a, a lot of job creation, like as we're talking about AI taking away jobs, there are also job creation because of AI. So I read an article the other day, I think it was on CNBC or something, something like that, like one of the, the bigger, bigger publications. And they were talking about how there are now artists, creative people, um, people on Fiverr, like that kind of creative people, whether it's, it's physical art or digital art or writing art or an entertainment art doesn't matter but art and media there are special ai specialists now that are popping up that are getting really wonderful gigs because they know how to use ai to advance their own skills and so they are ahead of the curve and they are thriving and so it's just a reminder to the moms out there who might be concerned because their kids are kind of artistic leaning and, you know, not necessarily you're getting ready to become a doctor or a lawyer, that kind of stuff. Those people tend to be more worried about the invasion of AI technology. And so I'm just calling attention to the fact that AI technology will actually create jobs and it will make the work that in the past could have been very tedious for the creative to actually just focus on creating ideas and, and, um, uh, artistic expression you know what i'm saying yeah this is yeah i'm actually really happy you're taking this angle because i i went down the negative i, I was drawn in like the hook bait if you want to call it or clickbait or whatever like the idea of the censorship and what's going on and i do think we have to teach people to think critically and i do think we have to teach people to understand their rights but this is a really wonderful point that it's as a continuation of your point of focusing on the positive and I, I'm just, um, I'm just thinking to myself, I didn't, I didn't think about that at all when I, when I first heard this. And I think it's a really cool outcome of this discussion of going deep on this. Um, otherwise you can get pretty down yourself on, on things. And so 
to me, the things I was thinking about were things like teaching kids about the First Amendment, teaching kids about uh, critically thinking and understanding that if you have a chat bot or you have TikTok or you have whatever, any type of social media, you are susceptible to being manipulated. You, I mean, it's not even, it's not a question. It's, it's, it's almost a science with the, with those that have a lot of data. Can I just, can I, can I just address that really quick? I'm sorry. You're, yeah, go ahead. I don't know. Yeah. So I want to just go into the psychology of, of just people in general for a second. So the reason that social media is, has become so powerful is because people get that, um, that, what is it called? Dopamine, Dopamine hit. Mm. People want to lean into things that make them feel good. So if it's a video of a puppy, if it's a video of somebody doing something silly, if it's a video of somebody doing a silly dance, what they're going after is how they feel. So as a parent, we have to walk that line very carefully because we simultaneously need to teach them but and keep their attention. So if we only just go into the intellectual, the our first amendment is being violated, etc. It doesn't feel good. It's you feel threatened. I feel threatened when I read things about that. And naturally, a natural response for a human being when they feel threatened is to lean away. And so, even as we're teaching the kids, we have to be really careful that we're not pushing them away in in the way that we express these ideas. Does that make sense? Just we. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're hitting different points on it. Where, where I was going with it is if you're Elon Musk and you want advertising dollars for the, whatever eyeballs and engagement, you, you could use AI and see what triggers an emotional response. And it's usually going to be someone who's more extreme. So you come on there and you're le you give a level-headed example of whatever a response to somebody. That's not going to generate a whole lot of buzz. But I come on and I say something that's incendiary, guess what? You, I'm going to use that algorithm to try to boost that one because it gets the engagement going on the platform. That's what I mean by manipulated there. Like you can use, it's not just the message of what comes across and the words, it's also what's even shown, what's not shown, and you can, you can be manipulated. In other ways, no, that's I, where I was. That's where I was right. going. And all I'm saying is, you should make your kids aware. I, I didn't mean to go down the negative rabbit hole again. I'm just saying, let the kids know that anytime you're interacting through social media or other things, you just have to be. You just have to have like a natural. It's almost like being street smart, except it's social media smart. You just need to have an awareness, and and you're not going to be able to block it all, but at least. If you if you are aware you can be you you are susceptible to that because you're human, then you have at least a chance of applying those critical thinking skills and defending yourself from a lot of these negative type of things. Maybe it's just pulling yourself off the media. I mean, whatever it is. I I agree with everything you're saying. From the point of view of a middle schooler or a high schooler based on my experience interacting with them, timing of raising that topic is gonna to be the most important thing because kids 
they just don't care right now. That's not the most important thing in their life. They don't really care that their rights are being violated yet. You know, it's not relevant to them yet. So when, when a parent is trying to raise awareness, my suggestion from a mom's point of view is to make it really brief, very circumstantial, very in passing, because if you, if you launch into a lengthy lecture, Mm. which we tend to do in the kitchen, they shut you off. Not only do they shut you off, they, we have just created an emotional trigger for them to turn away. So, Physically, they might still be standing there. Mentally, they've gone. And emotionally, they've gone further. Mm-hmm. And so I just want to caution parents who are just as passionate as you are, especially probably Bitcoin dads in general, to just be very, very aware of creating emotional triggers that actually turn your kids away from what you want them to pay attention to. And that's all that's, I have to say. I think that's a pretty... <laughs> That's pretty fair. So dads, Bitcoin dads out there, that is something that I think we should we should heed that that advice. And I I am guilty of lecturing. I am guilty of getting passionate about things and I certainly <clears throat> I certainly don't want to push our kids away from those things be, just because of the way that I express that. And that's a that's a really hard thing to, because you care, right? I mean, that's that's at the heart of it. You care. That's the reason you're passionate, and if you're not aware that you're you're doing it. So, so great. That's some great advice. I think we should wrap up there. We're we're going to do some more with AI. This is this is a series. We do think this is a very important topic, and we will continue to refine how we bring subjects on this show or guests on this show to be most beneficial to to those who are listening so all the listeners out there thank you so much Uh, we do look forward to hearing some feedback from you what things you like don't like things that can be helpful less helpful just let us know and we will grow we will grow with you on this so anything else dolly as we wrap up nope that's it all right everybody have a great week we'll talk to you next week bye hey don't If you enjoyed this podcast and if you found this valuable, please leave a review to help others find us too. For those who prefer zapping sats, we love those too. We're on Fountain, we're on Noster, and we're on Orange Pill app. Also, I host a women's only Bitcoin podcast called Orange Hatter. And the mission of that podcast is to reach pre-coiner women. So if you know of someone in your life that you would like to introduce Bitcoin to, check it out. So Tali and I also don't have sponsors for this show. We are trying to build and run Free Market Kids. You can check out our products at freemarketkids.com. This includes the Bitcoin mining game Hoddle Up, which is a great introduction to Bitcoin. The school edition of Hoddle Up is always available. We also have the 2024 halving edition. It's going to be super deluxe. Very excited to roll it out. It is available 
on pre-sale at a 21% discount. Until next time, happy hodling.